This is John Gescheidmeyer of Wisconsin Real Estate Today, your real estate expert. This podcast is designed to equipping people with the teaching and tools they need to succeed in real estate. I hope you enjoy this episode and subscribe for more real estate content. Never ever attend a closing. That's what I tell my clients and it's good advice for just about anybody. Let's take a step back and let's look at this from multiple angles. First, I wanna cover from the buyer's perspective, what pretty much happens at closing and, and where they're going to come from. And then I'm gonna talk about it from a seller's perspective because there are a lot of things. Remember, uh, this is sometimes not a fun process for people. Sometimes the buyers of a home may negotiate a seller to death and the last thing that a seller wants is to go face to face with those people. There's a multitude of things that can go really well during a real estate transaction and there are a multitude of things that go really poorly. I like to be in the middle. I like to anticipate as a buyer's agent or a listing agent exactly what may or may not happen during that process. And personally, in, in the eight years I've been licensed, I've, I've brokered over 500 transactions and you know, with my, my company and my team and, and my agents, uh, we see a lot more. So I have a lot more experience than just about anybody out there. Now that's not a bragging moment, but it is a moment to tell you that I have a ton of experience and I can usually see things going sideways or the, the, the train starting to derail off the tracks much sooner than just about anybody can. Sometimes realtors don't even know it's coming. And um, I don't have these conversations with my agents. I think overall they're pretty, they're pretty experienced. But, it, but it's funny to listen to agents who say, John, I never saw that coming. I never had any idea that the other side would, would do what they did. Well, let's be honest. Um, people usually project what they do or don't do long in advance of it actually happening. So what does that mean? Let's say from a buyer's perspective, the buyer, of course, is in the transaction to get as much as they possibly can. And that means to save as much money as possible to create as much value for themselves as possible, and their job is to get as much from the seller as possible. If they have a buyer's agency agreement with their, with their agent, that agent doesn't work for the seller, they specifically work for the buyer. It's a contractual thing. The buyer's agent has a fiduciary responsibility to look out for the best interests of their client. As a listing agent, if I'm on the other side, I've got a listing contract which creates what we call a, an agency agreement, which means that I, as the listing agent, have a fiduciary responsibility to my clients, that being the seller. So when it comes down to it, it's not my job as the listing agent to point out things that the buyer's agent is not doing properly. And it's not my job to protect them. And I know that sounds bad, but this is about money and it's about keeping my clients out of harm's way. And that's what we do every day, and we do it well. However, no matter how good you are as a real estate agent, no matter how good you are at predicting things that ultimately come to fruition long before they ever do, as good as you are at keeping your people on the same track and, and maybe even the other agent on track, things just happen. So here's why you should never attend a closing. From a buyer's perspective, it's one last time to get as much information or to get 
anything of value that they can. From a seller's perspective, a seller wants to get their check. They may need that check to go close on the property that they're purchasing because oftentimes people are buying after they sell or as they're selling, right? Not, not a lot of us have the, um, have the benefit of being able to, you know, buy, buy the new house long before we sell on the other, on the other house, right, on the, on the current house. We need that equity. We need those proceeds, if you will, to put down on the new house. Well, let's fast forward. The negotiations may have gone okay, and the buyers seem to be reasonable people. Everybody's getting along. And you're even to the point now where agents are comfortable because we're past negotiating. Maybe we're past the appraisal. That's kind of the last part. We're past loan commitment where the buyer has delivered their loan commitment uh, to the seller. So we're past that contingency. You know, let's say the buyer and seller, uh, seller are even negotiating on furniture. I'll sell you my sofa for uh, 500. We paid 1,000 for it. I'll give you my restoration hardware, you know, uh, sofa for much less than we paid, you know, whatever, the, whatever the scenario is, you're selling stuff. And I love it when those all happen because let's say, let's be honest, a buying, the buying of a home should be a, a fun thing. I mean, it really should. It should be a fun thing. It's exciting, especially if you're a first-time couple. You know, this is the home you're going to create unbelievable memories in. Dave Linegar, who uh, I'm with the REMAX network, and Dave Linegar, who founded this network back in the 70s, hit it really on the head a couple of years ago at our annual training when he said to all of us, the thousands of agents that were attending, he said, guys, what we do is, is fine, it's noble, and it's needed in our society. But we get paid at the end, and we move on to the next transaction. But let's be honest. What we're helping people do and achieve is important and it's good work. When we adopt a pet, where do we bring them? We bring them home. When we, well, when our daughter, let's say, goes off to college and she gets dumped by her first love, where does she come? She comes home. Where do we raise our children? Where do we have all those memories? Those are in our home. That's just a house, it's a home, right? And home to us is a feeling, it's not necessarily a place. And we get the psychology of that. And a seller generally will want a buyer, and I think it's not for the buyer, but they wanna make a good handoff, right? It's like in a relay race, one of the most important parts of that race is the baton handoff. And they practice and they practice and they practice. Nobody really practices running faster, although that's part of it. We practice the baton, we practice the handoff the transition. And so if I'm a buyer, I may want to go meet the sellers because it's been such a great transaction. But a buyer may innocently ask of the seller a question that the seller didn't anticipate at closing. Now that the closing has occurred, they may be face to face and the buyer say, may ask questions like, well, what, what, what day is the garbage pickup, Mr. Seller? Um, how are your neighbors? Do you guys get along with your neighbors? Are there kids in the neighborhood? What's going on with that stain in the northeast corner of the basement? What, what, what caused that again? You see where I'm going with this one? The buyer may not necessarily be trying to set the seller up, perhaps, but they may be putting the seller in a position where it's too late. Any attorney who's representing a client in court 
or in a deposition will tell you that when they lose control of the client, even though they may have prepped them on what not to say, to not answer a question, uh, it might be a little too late at that point, right? And so once the question's posed, it's put in that, that very, it puts the seller in that very awkward, awkward position. So if I'm a seller, and I'm a seller's agent specifically, I'm the listing agent, I just immediately assume that my people are not going to attend to closing. As much as the transaction may have gone great, sometimes it doesn't go great at all. And you may find that a buyer exposes themselves because you have a difference in opinion. And that just naturally happens when people are negotiating. Sometimes people take things very seriously. And a buyer may say they may get really upset at the seller because the seller didn't want to give them a credit of, you know, let's say $500 for something that was discovered during the home inspection. Or worse yet, what if it, what if it amounts to thousands of dollars? So if you have multiple offers and if you're in a seller's market, you get a lot less of this. But even if, and I can't keep stressing this enough, even if the transaction went great, just swimmingly wonderful, everyone's so happy, they can't wait for closing, I still tell my sellers, you're crazy if you go to closing. They're crazy. It, it's not a matter of if, it's not a matter, it's just a matter of whether or not you want to expose yourself to the unknown. So any title representative that you hire can and will ask you if you want to pre-sign. And if your realtor doesn't bring it up, then your title company should, because there's, there's really not much of a purpose for a seller to attend a closing. The only purpose would be to get a check, to make themselves maybe feel a little bit better about their handoff to the buyer, you know, and look, I'm a, I've got a big heart. For those around me, you know, I may have a little bit of a tough exterior. Uh, I may be a really good negotiator, but I do have a heart and I have a lot of empathy. And I'm, I empathize with people in certain scenarios. And I don't have a lot of empathy for a seller who attends a closing because it makes them feel better about the transition. You know, we live in a world, unfortunately, that's very litigious. We live in a world where people sue one another, even when we don't do anything wrong. Remember, as part of this process, the seller, long before they ever found the buyer, had to complete, by law, in most cases, there are some exceptions, but in most cases, they have to complete a real estate condition report. That's mandated when you sell a one to four family dwelling in the state of Wisconsin. And I know a lot of people who are selling properties will not do it because they've never lived in the property. Let's say it's a duplex that somebody bought and now 10 years later they're selling it. Well, guess what? By law, you still have an obligation to complete that condition report. And th there's no exceptions to that unless you are a personal representative or you've never lived in the home, such as new construction. A builder does not have to complete a, a real estate condition report because they've never lived in it and it's a brand new house. So be that as it may, keep in mind that the seller is probably in most cases being honest when they fill out that condition report. And, and what are they doing? They're disclosing things that they know of. Now we're gonna talk about in another podcast about how you should picture yourself in front of the judge or the jury or in a deposition as you're writing that, that real estate condition report. We're, we're gonna go down that road in another podcast. 
But it's important to recognize that the process began a long time ago for a seller, long before they ever started marketing the home, long before people started walking through the home. If the buyer has discovered something now or after closing, well, guess what? They're going to bring that up. To me, another reason why a seller would not attend a closing is I don't think there's any purpose in having the sellers take off a half a day of work just to sit there while the buyer's lender drags their heels by sending all the documentation, all the signed paperwork in to get what we call funding. In other words, you know, I'm sitting there enjoying my time with the sellers while the buyers are enjoying their time with their buyer's agent, but yet we're all waiting for 45 minutes to an hour for someone in the bank to say, yep, we're good, they've bought the home. I just don't see the purpose in that. In our society, we can wire the funds, not we, the title company. The title company that's doing the closing can wire the funds to you. I, as an agent, can even go on behalf of my clients to closing. I can sign paperwork that is necessary to be signed if, if something comes up you know, that's last minute. And then I can also take that proceeds check to the next closing. So if my sellers are selling today at, let's say, 10 o'clock in the morning, and we've set their next closing up for the purchase of their next home at 1 o'clock, once it closes at 11.30, I can bring that proceeds check to the next closing. That's all stuff we can arrange. It's, it's really uh, quite simple, to be honest with you. But I don't want my sellers, because what, what ultimately happens is once the closing occurs, and the buyer's lender looks at the buyer and says, congratulations, you bought a house. And everybody, yay, wonderful. Do, do you guys want to meet the seller? Or they're asked the sellers, sellers, do you want to meet the buyers? Well, let's be honest. In our society, we, we, we don't generally go out and try to be rude to people, I believe. At least not most people. So, you know, the temptation is to just say, yeah, okay. When really the sellers shouldn't be put in that position to begin with. There's no need for them to do anything. They can pre-sign three days before, the morning before, or sometimes even a week or so before. They don't even have to be in state. They can be out of the state and close. Uh, they could be on a beach on vacation and their wires get, or their proceeds get wired to them. Well, that'd be a great scenario, wouldn't it? I'm picturing that now, actually. Give me a moment. Okay, back to reality. But you see my point, right? And my point is, that I think the buyers will sometimes unexpectedly, sometimes unintentionally back the sellers into a corner. And let's be honest, after closing, <laughs> whatever was negotiated during that, that sale, it, it doesn't matter anymore. Because once you're closed, it's, it's done. So, you know, maybe the buyer went to do the final walkthrough right before closing, and it wasn't in what we call broom-swept condition, meaning that all debris was removed and not all, you know, areas were, were, were swept or vacuumed as much as, as the buyer expects. They, they could get upset about that stuff, right? So there's a multitude of reasons why, but let's also be honest. Along the, along the way, if something had happened, let's say there was water in the basement, you know, you already had your accepted offer, we went past inspections, and now we just had this awkwardly 
you know, large rainfall, or let's say a gutter extension came off in the wind, or maybe the kids were playing and they removed it, and now there's this there's this water in the basement. You know, I, I, unfortunately, there are sellers that will try to just sneak past closing. It's, oh, I'm not, it's, oh, don't worry. Don't, oh, my God, don't tell anybody about that, please. And that's the worst thing you can do, right? And now you're at closing and a buyer asks you, hey, we saw some additional wetness or moisture potentially on your wall in the, in the, in the, uh, in the basement. Do, do you know anything about that? So I think... It's my job to protect my sellers, to protect my buyers, and it's always my advice, with very few exceptions, that the sellers do not attend a closing for everything we've talked about here. Remember, there's no need for you to stick around to watch the buyers, to meet them. You can pre-sign with your title company. You can pre-sign and not have to attend the closing and that is going to be your best case scenario from a liability standpoint. I'm John Gescheidmeyer, and I hope that this gives you an idea of why you should never, ever attend a closing. This session of Wisconsin Real Estate Today has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and let others know if you found this content useful. Until next time, make today your best day.